That's it. Period. End of statement. I like it that way. All right, we're going to talk tonight about the knower first. Now, I happen to, to hear from God as, in this way, so it's, it's very real to me. Uh, in Job 38, 34 through 37, it says this, Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? Can you make lightning appear and cause it to strike you as you direct? We won't read verse 37, I'm sorry. 36, this is it. Who gives intuition to the heart and instinct to the mind. Now, ladies, you might call it an intuition. Guys, we call it a gut feeling. But when you have the, the, this gift, this way that God speaks to you, you just know that you know that you know. Nobody can talk you out of it. Nobody can distract you from it. You just know. There's something I'm believing for right now. I've been believing for over eight years but I just don't move off of this. I know that I know that this will come to pass. I just know it. I don't get upset. I don't get distracted. If I hear things are going the opposite way of I'm believing for it, doesn't matter because I know that I know that God is going to bring this to pass. That is what knowing is all about. So he is the one who gives intuition to our heart and instinct to our mind. This is a supernatural knowing from God. John 14, 26 says this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Bring to your remembrance is kind of that knowing in the heart and mind. You know, sometimes you're going along a certain way and you have something that happens and all of a sudden it's an instant knowing on the inside you're reminded of scripture. You're not dis- you don't even get a chance to get discouraged because all of a sudden this knowing comes in your heart and it's a scripture that pops up or just this sense that God is in control. I love what Meredith shared about the joy of the Lord is our strength. We can find joy in the fact that Jesus is on the job. We can find joy and we can find peace in the fact that Jesus is on the job. So the knower gets this divine knowing, this sense of, okay, I I feel very solid that, that they don't hear God speaking to them. They don't get all the bells and whistles of seeing a vision or in their mind's eye seeing it. They don't get, uh, you know, uh, anything else like that. They just know. Now, typically the people who just know don't think they're half as spiritual as everybody else who, you hear sister so-and-so, well, the Lord told me, Jesus told me, God said to me, I saw this. You know, they feel like, man, I just must be so carnal because I don't see nothing. I don't hear nothing. Uh, you know, I don't know what the deal is, I'm, I'm, but I, I, I just know. That person needs to understand that knowing is also another sense, if you will, from God. It's a way that we can know. Now, in, 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 in a sense, we all, the Bible tells us, can have this knowing. In John 16, 13, in the Amplified, it says this, but when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole truth, the full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father, and he will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come, the things that will happen in the future. The knowing that you get must line up with God's word. 
you can't have this knowing that so-and-so who's married is going to be your husband. No, that does not line up with the word of God. You can, other things that don't line up with the word of God. Well, I just, you know, it's maybe, I don't even know where to go with that, but it's got to line up with God's word. It's got to line up with God's word. Well, so-and-so has this, but they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna fall into some really hard times and bad things are gonna happen, so I'm gonna get that. No, that's not God's word. You don't ever wish bad things on people. We just don't do those things. This knowing must line up with God's word. In John chapter 21, verses four through 12. I want to read this to you because this is another sense and another example of how the disciples knew it was Jesus. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. Now just imagine this, okay, for a minute. Let's let's set up this, this scene. At this point, Jesus was dead. They saw him on the, well, some of them, most of them just hid and fled. But some of them, like John, who says in his own book that this disciple whom Jesus loved, that's how he refers to himself. I think that's hilarious. I don't want to be prideful or anything, but I'm the disciple who Jesus loved. He saw him die, so they know he's dead. He's in the tomb. His body's been buried. They've heard that he's risen, but they haven't seen anything yet. Okay, so now at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, no. They replied, then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water and headed to the shore. The other stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire, and some bread. Bring some of those fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. That was a miracle in itself. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because read this next line with me. They knew it was the Lord. Now, how did they know? For, obviously, they did not recognize him for some reason. You remember the guys that were out walking on the road and this stranger came walking with them and they're walking down the road and they, said, and they, and he, they started to ask him questions. Well, I can't believe, haven't you heard about the big ruck, ruckus? Jesus of Nazareth was killed. He was laid in, a, laid in a tomb, blah, 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 blah. He was the son of God. But this guy on the road that's talking to them, who they don't know who it is, obviously they can see him. He's right next to them. They don't know who it is. He starts telling them things and things in their hearts, their knowing began to burn on the inside of them. Then they were sitting at the, uh, they adjured him, please come and stay with us. When they were sitting there eating, Jesus, all of a sudden they knew it was Jesus. And like that, he's gone. This stuff really happened, people. (laughs) Poof, Jesus is gone. But at that point, they knew it was the Lord. At this instant, nobody asked him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. And I'm thinking to myself, well, of course they know it's the Lord. They're sitting right there with them. For some reason, they, they, they didn't know him by face. They just knew 
it was Jesus. This knowing was so strong that Peter jumped out of the boat, swam 100 yards to get to him. This knowing was so strong that Peter stepped over the side of the boat in the midst of absolute turmoil and chaos during a storm and started walking towards Jesus because Jesus said, come. This is the knowing that we're talking about that you have. Now, not everybody, this is not a a, a way that a lot of people uh, receive from God or hear from God. It's one of the ways that the Lord uses to speak to me. The other that the Lord speaks to me is the here. We're going to get to him in a moment. Um, but, but, you know, a lot of times I, I, people will say, you know, I just don't know what God wants me to do. Well, you know, you can pray and you can ask the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that he's your helper. He's your comforter. He's the one who will make Jesus known to you. You can ask him to reveal and give you a sense of knowing on the inside of what to do. Have you, how, how many of you right now have situations that you have no idea what you should do? I'm raising my hand. Okay? Okay? Okay, and those situations, I, I just want to encourage you, God, Jesus, is not withholding the information from you. Sometimes we just need to get quiet enough so that he can tell us what to do. Knowers have a unique way that they hear God. It's just a strong, I know in their gut, a supernatural confidence to believe even when they can't see it. Unfortunately, a lot of times, like I said, they don't feel like they're very spiritual because they're not hearing God like so and so and so and so. First John 2.20 says this, you've been anointed, uh, but you have been anointed by, you hold a sacred appointment from, you have been given an unction from the Holy One and you all know the truth and you know all things. I love that. Verse 27 says, but the anointing which you receive from him abides in you. And you don't need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it is taught you, you will abide in him. This is what God does for us. In some sense, we all have a knowing that we should expect on the inside of us. And, and this is the divine right of any believer. But hearing from God as a knower is one of the primary ways that we can follow God's leading. Now, here's a couple questions just to spur your, your thinking real quick. I'm going to move on to the here. Here's a way to take inventory to see if this resonates with you. Have you ever had a moment of just knowing what God is saying without any corresponding details or evidence? Do, you, do inspired thoughts ever interrupt your own thought cycles? Do you consider yourself a person that is strong in faith and trust? Do you find it easy to push through barriers and overcome obstacles? Have you ever struggled to communicate the truth inside you because it's so closely woven on the inside of you? If you can say yes to some of these things, maybe that's the way God is using. I find that it's one thing to know that God will speak to us. It's another thing to know that God will speak to you. Am I touching home with anybody? Okay, it's one thing to know, okay, God's gonna say, but it's another thing to know. He is speaking, he is saying, I'm seeing, I know that God said this to me. Okay, that's one of the ways, the knower, the hearer. Of course, we wanna go to 1 Samuel chapter three, and we're gonna talk about how the Lord spoke to Samuel. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. 
Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, was almost, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard, he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called the third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, and and the story goes on. Now, the hearer typically does not hear an audible voice. That's rare. And I don't know, maybe some of you in here feel like you've heard the audible voice of God before. Um, I never heard that. But I have had God speak so loud to my heart, I felt like it was almost audible. It's the hearer. And so what the hearer, he usually can't hear God audibly, but because but, that's the exception, not the rule. Typically, the hearer seems to hear God from deep within their heart. Or, or it may be that you hear God and you, you think it's from your mind. Expressions, a sentence, a full explanation. Notice Samuel didn't recognize that it was God, but until he did recognize it was God, the Lord didn't speak anything but his name. But he finally recognized it was God. The hearer needs to recognize that it's God and welcome and encourage the Lord to speak for direction. The hearer often needs to get quiet enough. Guys, this is our biggest problem with the world we live in. It's so stinking loud. Because of these dumb things, because of this thing, because of your iPad, because of TV, everything is so, so loud. So many times we just don't get quiet enough so God can speak to our heart. So the hearer, um, the hearer um, needs to recognize that it's God and welcome and encourage the Lord to speak direction into their heart. Psalm 4610a, the A portion of the verse says this, let be and be still and know, recognize and understand that I am God. So there's this idea of of letting letting things be and being still. The idea of casting your concerns and being still in a posture to look to only God for help. Does that make sense? So the idea of be still and know that I'm God, the only way that you can be still and know is if you've taken the time to gather up your cares and and if you have to do this in your mind's eye, God's given us an imagination for a reason. I would encourage you, take the thoughts that you may have or the cares, your concerns you may have, see yourself placing them before the feet of Jesus and then walk away. Not the Ronco fishing reel. I'm gonna 
cast my care. And the cat's all back in. Cast my care. Oh, here I go. We do that so many times. We just don't take the time to say, no, I'm not going to pick up that care. I've cast it on God. So we need to take time just to get still so we can hear. Check this out. In John 6, 63, it says this. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Now check out what Jesus says here in this next sentence because it is absolutely amazing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The word spirit here means from the Holy Spirit, essence of the substance of the Holy Spirit. His words carry the value and dynamic power that emanates from the Holy Spirit. So if we, he said that my spirits to, my, my words to you that I speak are spirit. In other words, they're, they're from the substance of who he is. That's what he speaks to you. And they are life. That word life means zoe in the Greek. It means the God kind of life. So the words that God speaks to us are spirit and they are life. So if you're thinking you're hearing God saying, you're going to be sick, that's not God. You're going to be broke. That's not God. Unless the Lord's saying to you, if you do that, it's going to cause you to be broke. Well, then don't do that. It's not that hard, but we tend to still, it's like, don't touch that because it's hot. What do we do? Is it really hot? Oh yeah, it is hot. Why? Why do we do that? But we all do it, don't we? For some reason, we just feel this need to just, you know, oh, it's like he points it out and it's like, it's kind of like Adam in the garden. You know what? You can do anything you want, but don't eat from the fruit of that tree. Amen. What is the first thing Adam's thinking? <laughs> that tree, that fruit really looks good. You know, and then Satan comes along and deceives him. The thing that we need to do is we need to understand that the words that Jesus speaks to us, they line up with the word and they are, they're just, a substance. Like, for instance, let me give you a for instance. So the Lord, I told you that last week, I think it was, or maybe the week before, that when the Lord spoke to my heart and said, do you know why you don't enjoy seeking me? Remember I told you about that last week? And, and, and it was like I was having this conversation. I could hear the words coming to my heart, and it was God speaking to me. And it was, it was just, I, I knew it was him. That's what I'm talking about. That's what happens to the hearer. Or you say, Lord, I just don't know what to do. And maybe he speaks to you. You need to blank. You need to rest. You need to shut up. You need to stop trying. You need to stop manipulating. You need to whatever that may be, whatever it may be. So if you're a hearer, these are some things that may strike a chord with you. Do you have a strong inner voice that guides you? Do you find it natural to discern God's voice in the noise of an everyday life? Are you confident that God was speaking when you heard from him? Now, some of you may be going, man, I don't, I'm not a hearer, but God, I want that one. I can't tell you he's going to... To going to do it that way with you. It doesn't mean you're less spiritual. It doesn't mean, it really doesn't mean much of anything. It's just God is choosing to minister to touch you in a certain 
different way of how he ministers to you. Now, there's the knower and the hearer. Then next week, we're going to talk about the feeler. That's, that's, that's something. Some of you are going, feeler? Yeah, the feeler. There's a knower, the hearer, the seer. Next week, we'll talk about the seer and the feeler. The seer is one who sees pictures, who sees things in their mind's eye of how it's going to work out. The feeler is someone who feels everything. They can, they can walk into a room and feel the temperature and the climate of the room because God has given them this special gift. My wife's a total feeler. That can be good and that can sometimes not be so good because you feel like you can feel just about everything and you mistake it for, you know, the wrong thing sometimes. We'll get into that later. But next week, that's what we're going to talk about, the feeler, and we're going to talk about uh, the seer. But um, did, did any of these two resonate with anybody tonight, that this is you? Very cool. Very cool. Lots. Okay, very cool. So hang in there. Those of you who are feelers that feel like, oh my God, I'm such an emotional person, don't despair. It is a gift from God, actually. It really is. It's a gift from God. So don't despair. God's going to use that. And the reason you're like that is because God wants to use that for the good part. You just got to know how to deal with the other part of it. Okay? Amen? Amen. All right. So um, I just thank you guys so much. I know that we're a little light tonight. And the reason is because, dear Lord, there, what isn't going on in town? The chili cook-off, the gator game, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Who was here tonight needed to be here. And I am so glad that you guys were here tonight. And I don't really care about numbers, really don't. That's, that's not the telltale of if we're doing well as a church. I think we're doing wonderful. If you wanted to get into a small group still and you didn't get a chance to, go see Pastor Steve and we'll, we'll hook you up in one. Our small groups are going great. Um, we still have November and then one week in December. So we've already had three meetings uh, and then we have three more meetings left. So I want to really encourage you to do that. If you're not signed up for the serve day, even just if you're like, well, I can't come for the whole thing, but I only want to come for an hour. Fine, just come for an hour. Be really awesome because we want to really uh, do something as a church that we're reaching out into our community. Amen? Amen. Uh, some of you have been asking me, you know, what are we going to do for Christmas? So I'm just going to kind of throw it out to you right now and let you know where we're at and what we're doing. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell Jen... Uh, Jackson told me this. We collected over 100 towels for Interfaith. How cool is that? And so we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to deliver those. We haven't delivered them yet, but we're going to deliver those to Interfaith. So that's really, really cool. Uh, I'm so thankful that you all did that and that we were able to do that. We we're, were able to make a difference. Amen. And uh, last month we were, uh, we were helping Helping Hands Ministry. And we were able to uh, write a, a check for $700 to send it to Helping Hands. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, Brad Dinkins' ministry where they where they where they reach out. Um, matter of fact, a couple couple of the women who were coming out of prison were actually getting involved, and they were getting them back into society. How cool is that? So we're able to help and support that. So I'm super excited about that. Um, thank you so much for your faithful giving and what you do. Um, it is so appreciated. And I just thought maybe we could take a moment right now and just pray over all the gifts that were given online and, and what is given in the box tonight and just ask the Lord to bless that. Father, I thank you so much right now for all the gifts that were given and every dime and dollar that we need that is, has been given the chapel to cause us to operate to, for our building fund. We thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray that you would bless 
and you would uh, help each and every person who gave into the offering uh, online or whether it be in the box tonight. Lord, I, I thank you. The Bible says when we give, it shall be given unto us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And I thank you for doing that for each and every person. And I thank you, Lord, for blessing each and every family here, they're, they're blessing their, their health, blessing their pocketbooks, uh, blessing their lives, their families, their relationships. I declare that they have favor with you. Therefore, they have favor with every single person they come in contact with. I pray that you bless them on their jobs, cause them to get raises, cause them to be promoted, cause them to be a light and a blessing wherever they go and whatever they do. And Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have an awesome week. Thanks for coming.